Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Writer's Advice Podcast. I am so glad that you are here with me. I have another incredible guest to share with you this week. But firstly, I just want to update you on a couple of things. Firstly is the Facebook group, the Writer's Advice Facebook group. If you're a writer, a listener of this, um, a reader, whatever, whatever your vibe or creativity, it would be really great if you want to come and join the Writer's Advice Facebook group because in there we chat about all things creativity, all things writing, but also you'll be able to know the guests that are coming up on the podcast so you can, um, yeah, can submit your questions um, to ask them as well that we, I can ask them on the podcast. Also, if there's any authors that you want to hear from and recommend, you can chuck it all in there. So just um, search Writer's Advice Podcast um, on Facebook and that group should come up. Also, thank you everyone who supported the launch of Manifest. Um, follow me over on Instagram at Olivia Hillier Author to see all things, including an exciting event that is coming up um, surrounding the launch of Manifest. But you can now buy Manifest and have we met before Anywhere that you can buy books, essentially. Um, Have We Met Before is more of a second chances, deep romance. Manifest is more definitely more of a summer light chick flick read. I say it's like Legally Blonde meets um, Abraham Hicks. It's super fun, like like the ultimate 90s Australian um, chick flick read. It's definitely new adult um, bordering on young adult as well if that is your thing you can go and purchase that anywhere remember if you do and you love it please leave a review on goodreads or um send me a message send me a message at olivia hillier author i want to see where you're reading it and give me all your thoughts also if you love this podcast please be sure to click five stars give us a review it really really helps get it out there um and get more incredible guests on on the podcast anyway i'm gonna get into it Hope you're having an absolutely fabulous day, night, wherever, whenever you are listening to this. And yeah, let's get into this week's incredible guest. Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back, listeners, and I am very excited because this week on the Writer's Advice podcast, we are joined by Samantha Young, who has an incredible amount of books under her belt, unbelievable awards. You've been a New York Times bestseller, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, and I'm so excited to jump into all of it and, um, yeah, and what's got you to where you are today. So thanks so much for joining us, Samantha. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm happy to be here. So I want to take it back from the start. When was the moment that you realised that you were a writer? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's actually hard to pinpoint because I think for the longest time, there is a little bit of imposter syndrome um, because I have always dreamed of being a writer. And I guess really, if we want to take away the actual publishing side of it, 
I've always been a writer. You know, I've I've written since I was a child, like seven, eight years old. I asked for a journal and that's where it started. Um, and I wrote short stories as, as a child and as a teenager. Um, but I think the actual, you know, the professional <laughs> writer hat probably didn't didn't kick in until just a few years ago. And I've been doing it for 11 years. <laughs> so, yeah, I think imposter syndrome is a, is a big part of that, though. Yeah, yeah. And it, what was the moment that you were like, okay, I'm going to own this? Like, this is, this may, this is what I'm doing now. Like, when was that moment that you personally took that on? I actually think it was at an event in Germany. Um, I had my On Dublin Street series did really well in Germany. And I went to my first event there and people recognized me en masse. And that was the first time I realized, okay, maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I am a writer because <laughs> these people have come here to see me. So it must mean something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Dublin Street had so much success, but also too, I think like imposter syndrome feels, I you know, I haven't talked, spoken to one writer who hasn't bought it up to some extent. And I guess too, because the process is so internal and is usually very lonely you're not you know you're not doing it in front of a crowd or anything like that that when an event like that comes up you're just like oh okay this is a, a whole new thing um to get used to but when was the first time that you're just like okay I'm going to jump on this I'm going to try and write my first book and manuscript and and yeah I was actually um I started writing my first series that I published at university um, I wasn't enjoying university. I was quite worried about where my degree was going to take me because I'd already started trying to get, you know, into the industry I wanted to, which was historic Scotland at the time, and was getting rejected. And I wasn't, I was like, oh, this, this is, <laughs> this might not be happening. So I channeled that into writing. And when I graduated, and sure enough, I had to move back home. I was in up to my eyeballs in student debt couldn't get a job for love nor money <laughs> so I I started reading about Amanda Hawking who had self-published through Kindle um, with Amazon and I just I researched her journey actually and um, for about a couple of months until I kind of knew what the formula if there is such a thing at the time and I just kind of followed her formula and it, it worked it really, really worked. I, I sent my books off to bloggers that I already knew because I was already in that environment. I was already talking to people on Goodreads about books and, and I just sent my book off to them and um, yeah, just built it from there. And so it was about, I would say, six months into self-publishing um, and I, I was making an annual salary that was more than comfortable. And that was the moment I said, right, this is, this is I'm doing it. I'm self-publishing and this is my job now. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Go you. And like, sorry, when you say six months into it, did you have a couple of releases back to back within that six months or were you just like, yeah. Yeah, I I, I wrote eight books in a year that year. So wow. I'd already, well, I had, I published eight books in a year. Sorry, I'd already written the first trilogy. So I published them one after the other with only like six weeks in between. And then while that was going on, I was writing like mad. And I wrote a, a standalone kind of fantasy 
and then I started the next series, the next trilogy, and I started publishing that. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was really intense. It was a really like I didn't see anybody for a year, um, but it really kick started my yeah. career. Yeah, it, you you made it happen essentially, hundred percent. Yeah, and look at where you are today. So that was how long ago was that when you first that started? Was like ten. 2011 yeah go you go you that is amazing and now some of them okay wait first well, hold on I've got a lot of questions in between <laughs> I'm just like jumping to the end already um when was the moment that you um what where actually what was your first award what was the moment that you're just like oh wow again was that um USA Today or what, what was the yeah when was the first award for you it was actually New York Times and it was, so what happened was I self-published on Dublin Street, but the New York Times at the time, uh, oh no, they still do, sorry, they won't give you a New York Times award if you've only published on one retailer site. And I was publishing directly through Amazon, but through Smashwords and there was a delay with Smashwords. They couldn't get it up onto retailers in time. So... I was essentially selling about 10,000 copies of On Dublin Street per day on Amazon. So I should have been on the New York Times, but that's not how they work their system. Um, So I hit Wall Street, actually, I think maybe that was it. I hit Wall Street first. And then when my publisher bought the rights to On Dublin Street, as soon as they bought the rights and started publishing it, I hit the New York Times. Um, So in the USA Today, but USA Today is much more indie friendly now, I think, than they were then. So, um, yeah. So, I, I actually, it wasn't Wall Street. It was Wall Street first. That's amazing. And you've you've also written in a lot of different genres as well. So, I, I have so many questions on this because <laughs> I, I love this. I love that you can play around in those different genres. And also, one thing I love about you is you don't use different pen names. What was the idea? Were you were you like comfortable to be like, no, I'm still keeping this under my name? Like, how was that decision for you? Well, I didn't intend to write contemporary romance, so I went into it writing paranormal and had you know used my name, and then I just I wanted to take those readers with me because I had spent all this time building up an audience, and I was like, I don't want to confuse them with a pen name, so I'm just going to go for it and let let's just hope that it works out. I actually do have a pen name now um, because I'm so much more known for my contemporary romance. So I write under S. Young for my paranormal and I switched most of my early series over to the S. Young pen name as well. Um, yeah. Just, just to, to make it less confusing for newer, the newer audiences. But yeah. yeah, at the time I was just, I was just so focused on, I did not want to lose this audience that I've already spent so much time building up so I'm just going to I'm just going to do it (laughs) yeah yeah and one thing it sounds like you're amazing at is yes you've got that incredible ideas and you can produce and all that kind of stuff but did you just go in being like no I am going to put this like you did your focus for a full year write those eight books and you've also got like that business side to you as well so you were interested in in really diving into that well, the funny thing is, is I'm not a business person at all. And I, I hated business at school. 
<laughs> but I I was just so desperate to make this dream come true. I think that's what you do. You dig deep and you find parts of yourself that you didn't know you were capable of in order to make something happen that you really, really want to happen. Um, and so I just had to. I had to find my business hat and glue it to my head. <laughs> I love this so much. Absolutely. And it's like you just like find new avenues and find new ways. And and um I also love that you you've got your readers to move from that paranormal to contemporary. When you wanted to move into moving into like move into moving into, God listen to me speak. <laughs> move into more of a contemporary space. Was that just an idea that you had and you're like, I'm just finding my creativity here as well? No, it was a reader. I have everything to thank for a reader. She had said to me, we built up quite a good relationship. And she said, do you read contemporary romance? And I was like, no, I've read historical, but I haven't read much contemporary. And she said, I'm going to send you these. And I really want you to think about doing it because she says your romantic subplots are my favorite things about your books. So I was like, okay. So I read them and I, I fell in love with them. I loved that everything hinged on the characterization. I'm big on the psychology of characters and I love developing my characters and I realized that to be a truly good contemporary romance writer that is everything hinged on that and so I was like okay that's a challenge let's see if I can do that so that that's where it started. Yeah can I ask if you have a favorite? Do you have a favourite genre or a favourite book? Can I ask that? Or is that kind of like picking your children? <laughs> it really is like picking your children. But I do have a series that is just my ultimate and it is um, paranormal kind of urban fantasy. It's the Fever series by Karen Marie Moaning. It's yeah. just my my ultimate. I absolutely love that. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> is that kind of where a lot of your inspiration came from or that's a... Do you know no, I started I actually came late to that series so I think it was like book four was out before I started reading it um and then I just became obsessed I have it I have so many copies of that series it's unreal <laughs> I love that <laughs> uh now okay so you've written eight books in your first year you've gone for it you've gone hard and you've absolutely committed yourself from the start when you absolutely started how does your days look now in your creative process and all the business that you've got to put behind your books and things like that as well um yeah how has it changed and and what's your creative process these days well at the start you know I didn't have a lot of money so um it was like 16 17 hour days um Mm -hmm. and but it's changed so much in that I there is more you have to invest more to make money as well so there is like a an advertising side of it I've had to learn how to do ads um you know uh, more marketing marketing is constantly changing so it's keeping up with that you know there's a daily grind to take to, to make sure that you're on trend with you know which platforms are the best platforms or which platforms you do this on and that on you know all those things but I would say it's it's better now. I don't work 16 hour days, thank goodness. But I, I get up in the morning and that's when I do all my writing. I get the writing um, done and then I move on to like administration, marketing, admin, um, you know, social media. Um, and I, I can have my evening to myself. <laughs> 
sometimes because of the time zone and I'm my agents in America and my publisher and you know most of my author buddies I do get emails coming in and some of those you just you have to answer but in general I can you know have a fairly normal uh working day yeah yeah 100% and what how long would you say it takes you to write a book now like are you how many would you say that you're trying to like pump out a year or or what's that process like now three or four a year and it just depends like the last book I wrote which hasn't been announced yet but it's from a publisher it just flew out and it only took me six weeks but it usually takes me about two or three months yep yep then straight to the editor and then that process from there yep I love this you're just an absolute producer how do you choose what kind of ideas to go with or to run with um it's 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 kind of heart and head really uh because I always keep in mind what my readers are expecting um once you have built up an an audience that does become a part of it whether you want it to be or not you know like there is that part of you I just want it to be pure (laughs) but once you have such a big audience you have to you have to take them into consideration um and so it's really about one the spark of the idea and then like what what kind of tropes could fit into this idea that I know my readers will love you know yeah yeah 100 percent. that's yeah yeah. and then you pick it from there of like okay this is I'm gonna pull a story from that I love that (laughs) awesome all right I have a couple of different questions I know you have so much advice that you can give up and coming writers so I have a couple of different questions on all different avenues firstly when it comes to craft um what would be the number one advice that you've learned that you've you know the biggest thing that you had to overcome with that when it comes to writing your first manuscript or or diving into you know becoming a quote-unquote professional writer (laughs) (laughs) I think the biggest and I know from talking to other writers that this is something similar that we share is to overanalyze what you're writing in the moment and pick it apart and just overwhelm yourself with the needs for it to be perfect on the first go. Um, and I was very, you know, I did that a lot in my early years. And I've just learned now to just take a breath and just write, just write and then fix it in, in the editing process, you know? Like you can't do anything if there's no words on the page. Um, and that's what that tends to do. It causes a block and you just find yourself staring at an empty screen. So just write it don't worry about it being perfect don't even worry about it being what's going to be in the final product at all and just go back and edit in the process um perfectionism gets you nowhere Mm -hmm. yeah I absolutely love that that's really great advice excellent and when it comes to business what would you say is your number one thing of like um if someone who is looking to self-publish or is currently self-publishing um some best advice that you can give for that Honestly, for like growing your audience, the most stable way to grow your audience, because nothing is guaranteed, but the most stable way is your newsletter. So it's a lesson I learned the hard way. I focused totally on Facebook at the time, because at the time it was pre-ads and the algorithm worked in our favor. And I grew all of my followers on there. And then Facebook changed everything, Mm. you know, you had to pay to get views, basically. And 
it will happen with other platforms. Right now, TikTok is amazing and you can go viral and it's awesome, but there's no guarantee that that won't change just the same way as other platforms have. So focus on your newsletter because it's the most stable way to grow your audience. You know that that's not going anywhere unless there's a really big major glitch with your <laughs> with your provider. So that is my biggest advice. I say that all the time now because I did not do it at the height of Undublin Street and I had to start all over again um, once that series finished. So yes. That is yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I get, because we grow up in this social media world, you it's like you don't own those followers. You know what I mean? You, if you have your your email address, they're they're yours to to keep in it. Obviously, yeah. Um, exactly. compared to the rest, so I absolutely love that advice as well. Excellent. Now, I really want to talk about a cosmic kind of love, which is coming coming out on um the eighteenth of October. Is that right? Can you That's give right. us a little bit of a um hint of what's coming up and what to expect and what's next for you um after our cosmic kind of love um, oh cosmic color first yeah and then and then yeah. <laughs> sorry it's early in the morning no no, no. <laughs> I did ask two questions at once then so don't <laughs> um so a cosmic kind of love is it's an opposites attract um kind of online romance uh friends to lovers slow burn it's basically about this people pleasing party uh, party planner who she's working with a client and her client sends her links to like you know like a cloud so she has her inspiration boards but she accidentally includes video letters from her ex-boyfriend who is an astronaut and the video letters were sent from on board the international space station and Hallie my heroine starts watching these even though they weren't meant for her and she feels she starts to like crush on this astronaut big time. His name is Captain Christopher Ortiz. And she feels so bad, she decides to send a video letter back to him via his NASA email address. But it bounces back. And so she's like, but that was really therapeutic. She has all this stuff going on in her life. And she's like, I'm just going to keep sending these like video diaries to this NASA email address. Unbeknownst to her, it's not actually bouncing back and he's getting every single one of them. Ah! that's how the relationship starts so it's it's um one of my favorite meet cutes of all that I've written it really is and it's just it's got everything it's funny it's emotional um and it's very very romantic so I hope I hope readers enjoy it yeah I'm already I'm already feeling that energy and even the way you're speaking about it, I'm like oh I'm so excited <laughs> it gets me like amped up you're like what's next I'm so excited for this and that is out so soon so Oh, that's very exciting. But um, yeah, what's next for you? What's 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 happening over the next year? What have you got planned? I'm sure that you're ahead on a lot of things. What kind of what else can we can we expect from you? Well, I have a project coming out with my publisher again next summer, but they haven't announced it yet, so I can't talk about it. All I can say is it's one of my favorite books I've written. Um, and it it was the one I told you that just flowed out of me. So very excited to be able to start talking about that. Can say it's another romantic comedy. Um, but otherwise, I'm self-publishing um the final book in my Adair Family series, which is a romantic suspense series set in the Scottish Highlands. So the final book comes out in February next year. 
and it will be followed by a spin-off trilogy that's set in the same world. Oh, I love spin-offs so much. That is so great. I one thing I just wanted to uh, jump on that. So because you're so you're with Berkeley Romance now, is that right? Yeah. So they've taken on a couple of your self-published books and taken on some of them, but you're still self-publishing at the same time. How are you finding managing yet yeah, both avenues now? I really like it. I like being a hybrid author. It gives you yeah. the best of both worlds because, you know, Berkeley can um, get the book into like the books, the bookstores. And I, I love that. I love seeing the print copies out in the wild. Um, and it's just, it's, I have a brilliant editor. I love my editor. We've worked together since on Dublin Street. So for 10 years, yeah. um, we have a really good report. So I love working with her. I love working with their amazing marketing, marketing team and they have amazing illustrators. I love the covers they come up with. Um, but then I like having the freedom of self-publishing where I can write whatever it is that I'm feeling. You know, a publisher mm. always has whatever they think is going to sell, whatever's on trend. So you really have to write it to their, um, uh, you know, their vision. So it's nice to be able to do what I want to do because the Adair Family series actually was turned down by Berkeley years ago um, after the Dublin Street. I, I said, this is the series I want to write. And they were like, we want to move in a different direction. Um, so I just kind of tabled it and then decided to self-publish it um, last year, was it? Last year I started self-publishing it. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I like I like having the best of both worlds where you have like some support on the one hand and then you can just kind of go out and do what you want on the other hand so it's it's nice a hundred percent that is like ultimate creative freedom it's like yeah. you get to do your stuff but then you've also got like a team of other stuff like people that you can bring to it as well so that's yeah. the dream that's amazing I love that <laughs> it's good <laughs> excellent thank you so much for joining us today Samantha you have given us so much amazing advice I am so excited for a cosmic kind of love and just everything that you have shared with listeners lastly can you just let us know where people can get in contact with you where people can find your books everywhere but yeah where's the best place to get in contact with you and, and um see what you've got coming up next uh the best place is probably um Facebook and I have a Facebook group called Sam's Clan Bookish and that is where everybody they get everything early before where anybody else does they get all the information early so that is probably the best place to interact with me perfect excellent I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes thank you so much for joining us today Samantha thank you so much <laughs>